Welcome to the SBCA Podcast Component Connection. Looking at how businesses around the country are innovating to take advantage of opportunities in the construction supply chain. Now, here's your host, Sean Shields. Welcome, everyone, and Happy New Year. On today's podcast brought to you by the Structural Building Components Association, we are going to talk about New Year's resolutions. 2021 was a crazy roller coaster of a year, and many housing experts suggest 2022 could be even more volatile. With that in mind, we are going to take a look at how one company is preparing for the ride ahead. On the podcast today, we're going to be joined by Casey Carey, president and CEO of Builders Spelt Schultz in Aurora, Colorado. Casey, welcome to the podcast. Sean, happy new year. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, Casey, can we start by having you give us a quick overview of Builders Spelt Schultz and how your component manufacturing operations are integrated within the larger company? And while you're at it, can you also describe sort of your primary component products and customer base? Yes, very good. Well, Sean, this company was founded four years ago by Myron Anderson, uh, who was a contractor and had challenges uh, acquiring materials. So he opened up a lumber yard with like five guys in a truck. Hmm. And uh, it progressed over the years and has, has grown tremendously. And in 2007, they opened up the Colorado division. So we have two markets, mainly Nebraska and Colorado. Each market is a little bit different. In Colorado, we have uh, a lumber yard and component plant. In Nebraska, we have two retail yards that have uh, specialty uh, materials like cabinets, flooring. We also have a countertop division and another component plant, and that's the Spelt Schultz, where we do wholesale uh, that we don't do in Colorado. They're integrated because we work directly through our our pro lumber yards and, mm. and retail operations. And we are into just about every market segment, the residential production builder, multifamily, commercial agricultural, we, we have hit it all over the years. Okay. And we uh, work together, the component plants do, to where uh, with all these weird staffing and demand levels, we'll have one division help out another so that we can maintain uh, the, the, the balance of increased and decreased demand. So uh, we're very fortunate in that, that aspect. As far as product segments, we are into the EWP, we also do trusses, floor trusses, wall panels, and we've introduced floor cassettes in Nebraska that is taking off and very well received. I'm just curious, with your floor cassettes, do you do just EWP floors or do you do just floor truss floors or do you do a mixture of both? Oh, we'll do everything, but out there, the floor truss market, especially in the multifamily, is the dominant product of choice. I love the floor trusses because we have the three and a half inch flange to, uh, for sheathing, but mm -hmm. mainly floor trusses. Okay. Okay. So now that we have a sense for who you are, uh, let's look at how you're preparing for 2021. Prior to this podcast, you sent me a list of the things that you have prioritized for 2022. And I don't think it's hyperbole to say that you're leaving no stone unturned. Um, well, let's start. You have in your list, you have a desire to review all of your key performance indicators and to do a complete overhaul of your component manufacturing facilities. You're really not kidding around. 
Why are these huge projects a priority for you this year? Now, those are a great question that you posed to me, Sean. The key thing that I am looking at being new in my role with builders is that this company has grown over the years. And uh, with that, we have changed and morphed. So we're, we're going to go in and take a look at everything this year, starting with the, the component plants, because prior to uh, taking on this role and responsibility as vice president of manufacturing as well, mm-hmm. we are going to look at key performance indicators, normally board footage. Uh, well, within the industry, let me back up for a second, Sean. You know, some component plants use dollars, some use board footage. Uh, we have morphed over the years, and we're going to bring in other metrics, KPIs, like gross margin per man minutes, and things of that nature, so we can truly have an understanding in real time how we are performing throughout a given day, week, and month. Just to, to clarify, have you traditionally used board footage as your main metric? Yes, uh, board footage, uh, and we couple that with square footage. Mm-hmm. And we've also done gross margin, linear footage and wall panels, obviously, but yeah. primarily board footage, yes. I mean, I don't want to geek out on that, but I'm just sort of curious. What did you feel was lacking in that metric that you want to add some of these other KPIs? Well, the, the whole idea is that when we're estimating, we want to get an understanding of our true costs. Mm. Uh, and obviously, labor being one component. So it's it's multiple metrics so that Anytime we're estimating, we'll have an understanding of what the actual cost is. And it, I mean, absolutely every cost, uh, fixed and variable, so that when we're competing in a, in, on a project or in a particular market and prices are getting thrown around, we will know exactly what our costs are. So another metric that we brought in is pounds hmm. of connector plate, given the allocation that everyone's experienced this year. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you also want to overhaul your component manufacturing facilities. I mean, it's a big picture idea. Like, what are some of the things that you're thinking of changing? Uh, Every aspect of our manufacturing uh, (laughs) over the years, uh, you know, you got to be relevant. Um, And if I may back up a little bit, everything that I'm talking about today is a lean system approach Hmm. uh, that I didn't develop. It's comes from Deming, Total Quality Management, Six Sigma. Mm-hmm. And basically what we're doing is who are we as a company mm. uh, and, and who are our customers and what value can we bring to our customers? And with that being said, you do your, your market intelligence, you plan your processes, you develop your, your vendors and, and who are you going to bring in to deliver the value adds to the customer. And then it's operations. Because in each market, we have a sales marketing approach and operations marketing approach. And those two work together so that the whole goal in mind is to reduce costs. So to go back to your question, we're looking at ways to minimize cost so that we can be the low cost provider in any given market, but not necessarily the cheapest. But we're always continuing to focus on cost, taking a look at how builders pilgrimage through the last several years were antiquated. So now what can we do in order to reduce costs in labor and increase throughput throughout the component plant? And we're going to leverage current technology in order to help us achieve that. 
Are you going into that with sort of a, a blank slate? Like, I'm going to let the, all the data tell me what we're going to do, or do you have uh, ideas in mind as to what you already want to implement? Oh, uh, data is 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 everything uh, in, in my world, at least. Uh, I, you know, I, there's an old adage that says, "In God we trust; all others must use data." <laughs> and I'm a true believer in that. And 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 uh, what goes into those things, Sean, is you know, what is your average span that uh, you're producing, and and how many, and uh, with all the technology that we have and software we have in the component industry. It provides all that data. And so it's going to be completely data driven. And, you know, we're, we're looking at labor shortages. We're looking at uh, increased demand allocations. We have to put all that together in order for it to make sense to retool. Whether it's going to be a progressive improvement or a, a flat out, let's just start over, uh, we're still playing those roles out. Because this year, for the first time in my history since 1981, uh, never would I have imagined that when we're doing our return on investment calculations, you have to ask another question. Can you get the product to get that same ROI? So it's uh, it made it fairly more complicated going into this year than it had in the past. Interesting. So as part of that, that lean process that you're, you're going through, you mentioned you're also wanting to review your entire organizational chart, including all roles and responsibilities and sort of assessing all of your staffing models. What does that look like for you? How do, oh, it's a monumental task, uh, Sean, and that is just working from the beginning. And what's interesting is that when we explored it, we had organizational charts, but when they were set up 1990, 2000, you got to keep that current with the extreme growth that we've experienced since 2007 to where we are right now. The organizational charts and the people that we've added were not even recorded. And it's interesting over the years how you can develop specialty roles and responsibilities that are outdated. So we chose to go in and start there, define who our leadership is, and then set up the leadership below them. We try to keep that as flat as possible. And then we'll come in and provide training in, in the builder's way. I like what you're saying. I mean, I guess what I hear you sort of summarizing there is instead of imposing who you have within the organizational chart you have, you're looking at who you have and creating the organizational chart from that. Correct. And being very strategic on where we're going to put leadership mm -hmm. and then set up because, again, with the lean system approach, once you know uh, what brings value to your customers, you set up your vendors to supply the material. Now, how do you get those materials to the customer and the value adds that you're, you're bringing to the customer through the organization with as less people as possible while at the same time increasing the service? And that's one of the functions that doing an organizational chart is, is helping us to develop. You know, you also mentioned uh, training. And so as you are looking at revamping your entire component manufacturing operations and looking at redoing your organizational chart, roles and responsibilities, I mean, it kind of makes sense that training is going to be part of that. But what does that look like in your mind? Like what kind of targeted training or training programs do you really want to develop? Oh, well, it's, it, it's, uh, it's interesting that you asked that question because actually uh, in Nebraska, all the leadership is going through the training mm. right now. 
Builders has a servant leadership mentality. In other words, what do we have to do to give our employees the technology, equipment, and everything in order to deliver to our end customers? So you have internal customers and external customers. This mentality of leadership, and, and leadership means something different to everybody, but this servant leadership mentality, not everyone has those qualities and character. And so we're going to show, and, and, and to start off, I have to give our leadership the leadership model and emulate what they have to take down to the next level all the way down to the grassroots. And that's the leadership training that we are providing because we, we have to give them the technology, the equipment, the processes and the procedures. So often in an organization, it comes from top down, do it this way, do it that way. And, uh, you know, you can become siloed and become micromanagers if you're not careful which means you're not developing the bench for, for career pathing and for opportunities. We like to call it, you can hire in a free agent or you can do player development using football terms. And what we're doing is we're doing player development, starting with the leadership, starting with me all the way down to the grassroots. As a uh, Packer fan, we, we have always thrown around the term of like growing your team through the draft. Is that, is that kind of what you're doing? Instead of playing the play, free market. Yep. Through player development. All right. Yeah. Now and then you get a free agent. Yeah. Right. Okay. So last question. I mean, we've sort of skirted around this in uh, our discussion, but as you look forward to 2022, what do you anticipate is going to sort of be your biggest challenges that you're going to have to overcome this year, that that all of this change is going to help you navigate more successfully? Oh my goodness. Um, Who could have predicted the position that we're in? And with uh, spiking markets, both up and down, has been extremely challenging. So part of the vision that we see is uh, our procurement process, because from taking it from estimate, converting it to an order, getting under contract, and then start delivering. Can you even get the material once you go through that process? Mm-hmm. So that is one of the biggest challenges that we're facing right now. And we're forced to go... Uh, insert clauses into all of our legal contracts. That is a very, very important project that we're working on this year. You know, the allocation, do any of us know what is going to happen in this first quarter of this year, second quarter? Time will tell, but these are the biggest challenges, I believe, is getting the material. And then uh, obviously labor is a huge issue. And that's one of the reasons why we're looking at retooling the component plants. And I'm just curious, from a labor perspective, is that a problem both in Colorado and in Nebraska? Yes, everywhere. Everywhere. Okay. Uh, On the design side, uh, that is one reason why we chose to go remote designers so we can hire the best across the country. Mm -hmm. And uh, their availability is a lot greater as well. Well, Casey, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Sean, thank you. And it was a pleasure speaking with you today. Well, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give this podcast a favorable rating and share it with others. Also, consider subscribing to SBCA's Component Connection podcast on whatever platform you use most. That way, you'll immediately know when we publish our next podcast. This has been a Component Connection podcast brought to you by SBCA. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.